You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show. And now, here's Drew and his trusty sidekick, Woodrow, but don't have a paddle. A million footsteps is left foot drags behind my right. I keep walking from daybreak till falling night. Days turn into weeks and years, and years turn into lifetimes. Just keep walking like I've been walking for a thousand years. Well, for those of you that are regular listeners to our show, you'll know that that song, uh, Dead Man's Rope by Sting, is a bit of an intro to uh, our Camino guests. Uh, having walked the Camino myself last year, spending three months in a vow of silence and walking a thousand kilometers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm just, sounds like I'm sick of talking about it, but I'm not. I'm, no. I was actually watching this documentary this morning, and I, I got weepy again, and I forgot, I just forgot about the impact. That, well, I didn't forget about the impact, but it, it just took me back to moments, right? So many different moments. Dane Johansson and Tristan Cook. Uh, Dane is a cellist, or some may say a cellist. <laughs> executive producer and uh, Tristan is a director of this Camino documentary called Strangers on the Earth uh, which encounters a, a desperate array of characters lovers whose entire relationship plays out in the matter of a few weeks on the walk uh, self-styled philosophers wounded people recovering from illness or mourning the loss of loved ones all of whom traverse the storied paths of Europe's famed Camino de Santiago you killed my father. Be prepared to die. Prepare to die. Camino de Santiago. So we're going to get the uh, the boys on the show. Here's the website, sotefilm.com. Sotefilm.com. Of course, which is Strangers on the Earth. I was quite... I, and the cinematography is quite good. I'm actually quite impressed. I should shut up and just talk to the guys. Guys, let's start with uh, Dane first. Dane, um, you're pretty good on the cello, man. Holy cow. Oh, thanks, Drew. <laughs> well, I've been I've been at it for a little while, so yeah, yeah. Like you're you're legit. Um, who? What's the? Where's the coolest place you played the cello? Tell me about. Tell me something cool in your cello world. Well, I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about my favorite. Uh, the favorite place that I played along the Camino. Yeah, um, you may have seen. It was a little ways off the Camino, but um, there's this beautiful church. Um, maybe Tristan can remember the name of it. There's a beautiful church that's from like the year 700, and they had um, they had uh, incredible original paintings on the wall that sort of mixed um, pagan and Christian early Christian icons. Um, and these these paintings hadn't been disturbed because they'd been hidden behind uh, gold Baroque decorations for hundreds of years. So we got there, and and we were I was allowed to play my cello inside that church and it was just awesome the the sound of that old stone resonating was incredible tristan do you remember the church i do not off the top of my head but i i could also chime in here that one of my favorite um performances that dane gave along the camino uh was actually on the the rock cliffs at finisterre overlooking the ocean uh now that did not make the final cut of the film but it was quite a scene 
Dude, you're taking yeah, me Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> you take you're taking me back. You're taking me back. Uh, what I couldn't get over is at the end people would burn stuff. That's a tradition. And they were burning boots and shirts and dude, I paid like 70 bucks for a merino shirt. I'm not burning it. I'm certainly not going to burn my hiking boots, so I burned some tobacco in my pipe. That's what I burned. That's probably the air. I I thought I thought the the the, the burning tradition really actually kind of bothered me a little bit just because I felt like it disturbed the peace of that place. Yeah, the stink of uh, burning shirts and underwear. Yeah, no thanks. So you did the whole. You did the whole thing. You started in Saint Jean Pied de Port, and you finished. It finished there. Did you get up to to Mushia, Dane? I did not get up there. No, I, I I had really wanted to, but I had I was due at a a cello festival in La Coruña. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Right Hold on a second. Did you just say <laughs> cello festival? I did, yeah. These things happen. So it was it was a bunch of it was a bunch of young cellists and teachers from all over Spain who had gotten together uh, for a little three day festival, and I was one of their guests. Very cool. Hey, do you hang out with those two cello guys? Because they're that's I don't you know, care I don't care who you are. That I love that stuff, man. When we were when we were much younger i used to see them at competitions in europe cello competitions in europe but i haven't seen them in many years right nice guy though yeah nice guy's good oh it's nice to hear because uh they've kind of they've kind of brought the cello into the into the new world you know what i mean with that whole shtick um okay so the decision hold on let me just let me just say nice stuff about this documentary uh, trust me, as a guy who's in broadcasting and one who was planning on doing the Camino and then did the Camino and I'm back on air again, dude, I've seen a lot of Camino things, Camino trinkets, Camino books, Camino documentaries, Camino, just everything Camino I've seen. And um, just between you guys and me, there's a lot of Camino crap out there. And this documentary was really, really well done. The... The way you piece the scenes together, uh, the way you captured people's stories and the journeys and the narration behind the shots, and then, of course, throwing in the mix uh, Dane's journey and the cello stuff. And, I mean, there was emotion. There was beauty. There was there was just so much to this. So I want to congratulate you on putting together a fantastic Camino doc. Well done. Obviously, Dane, you've got to be, you've got to be happy with things. And, and Tristan... You might even be happier because you're, you know, you're a director, dude. Yeah, I'm over the moon, obviously, and and I do appreciate your comments about the film. Um, I, I think that speaks to what one of my main goals was when we first set out to make the film, which was overall we cannot make a, a promotional video for the Camino de Santiago. Three hundred thousand people walk it per year. It's already it, that that crowd is already built in there. Um, my my goal was to show the thing honestly as it is. And I think that the beauty that comes with it and some of the difficulties that come with that um, will all come out in due course. Um, so that was, that was really the goal that I had, was just to show it as honestly as possible. Good. Well, Strangers on the Earth will be playing at the Toronto Hot Dogs Ted Rogers Cinema for one week beginning April 22nd. You can go to our website and find out about them, or you can just listen to their website right now and, and watch the trailer. Check the trailer out. It's it's really authentic, actually. S-O-T-E, 
S-O-T-E, which of course stands for Strangers on the Earth, S-O-T-E-Film.com. Uh, we're going to give away a couple of tickets, and uh, the way you get these tickets is by going to our Facebook page, the Drew Marshall Show Facebook page, and send us a private message and saying that you want uh, two tickets to go see Strangers on the Earth. Will you guys actually be uh, at one of the screenings? Are you coming up to Toronto? I uh, this is this is Tristan talking. I will actually be at a few of the screenings. Um, the screenings that that I'll be attending, uh, I'll be attending uh, Saturday afternoon, um, and I think Sunday evening and Monday. I'm there Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, so I'm going to try to be at all of them, actually, but they're only, they only have time to do Q&As after a few select shows. Sure. Um, if, you, if you go to our page at the Hot Docs uh, Cinema Theater okay. website, you'll be able to find out when, I'm, when I'll be there. So, Tristan, I was walking along uh, about, I don't know, halfway, roughly, I was sitting at a, was in an albergue, and I was, which is a hostel, and I uh, was, was sitting around the table, we were eating dinner, and uh, somebody said, all right, let's go around the table and get everyone's little mini story and what they do, and, and this one lady says, oh, uh, my name's Lydia, and I directed uh, a Camino documentary, uh, filmed and produced it and the whole thing, and, and I look at her, and I'm in a silence, vow of silence, so I type out on my phone, uh, no, I didn't type out, I showed her an email that I sent her and that she ignored. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, "Drew Marshall," and then we walked together for a few days, and and uh, she was on this sort of journey of uh, going back and thanking people who had helped her put that Camino uh, documentary together. And I was just wondering about your experience with locals and with pilgrims. So Tristan, was was it a problem filming it? Or did people not want to be filmed? Was it a problem getting people to share their their deepest, darkest secrets? I mean, I heard one guy say, um, "Yeah, I got a problem with women." So was that? Did people? It sounded like there was no problem with people sharing their guts. Well, you know, as as you well know, the Camino is almost like uh, like a summer camp on wheels. Like you get to know a, you get to know a lot of people over a course of a few weeks. Um, and as you get to know people, uh, they open up more to you. So you you sort of have a chance to to gain entry, uh, so to speak, and say, hey, you know, can we maybe get some of this in an interview? Could, would you mind if we talk to you? And one of the ways that we interview people in the film, you never see a talking head in the film. Love Everyone it. is Love sort it. of piped. Everyone's voices are piped into your ears. And uh, the way we accomplished that is we actually invited people into these little dark spaces under the bunk beds in the albergues, surrounded them with blankets and just had them sit in the dark with some microphones. And they would have to go into those deep places uh, in their subconscious and access those thoughts. Wow. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Very well done. Tristan, uh, would you say that, um, by the way, how long did you guys spend on the trail in total? We were, we were there for six weeks, okay, uh, about so, mid-May through end of June, okay. 2014. Would you say that, uh, that this is less and less of a religious journey for people and more and more of just a, you know, dig deep inside and figure out, you know, midlife crisis kind of, I don't know, whatever, a gap year, a, a cheap holiday kind of thing? I would say that overall, that's probably the the latter is probably truer than the former. Um, uh, you know, the Camino. What we found out is that the Camino tends to be a conduit for whatever anyone walking it really wants it to be. Any beliefs they might have sort of apply. 
Um, I think that 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 is very common now with a lot of things uh, in our very early 21st century. Yeah. Um, but you know, also at the same time, the the world is much smaller now, and and now you have. 300,000 people walking it per year when just 20, 30 years ago, maybe you had 100 tops. So yeah. uh, the more the more bodies, the more souls that are tramping on that ground, the, the messier it's going to become, I think, just bites into that. Uh, well, uh, Dane, I, you know, when this was pitched to me, I sort of went, uh, I'm not sure if I want to talk to somebody else about another Camino documentary, unless it's Martin Jean. You know, then I'm willing to talk to... Martin Sheen, <laughs> or even Emilio, I you know, um, but then I watched the thing and and I got a glimpse of it and I thought, man, this is good, this is good stuff, really, really well done. But also the the big part of this thing is your journey. So you so you know, here's the question that gets asked in the Camino. I'm going to ask you on air. Why did you do this? Did you do this to be in a documentary and promote your cello career? Well, you know, I, I initially I hadn't set out to make a documentary film. I'd set out to to make a, a recording along the Camino of the Box Cello Suites. And, it, and then before we went over there, it did develop into, oh, let's make a documentary about this whole process, and maybe that'll become something, um, you know, another another sort of product that might come out of this effort. Mm-hmm. And so it did, it did become, it did begin in a place of, um, you know, wanting to, wanting, I, I mean, I was interested in, in the idea of combining a, a great physical effort and a and a and a an epic journey, if you will, with um, my experience of box music and his cello suites, and with my relationship with the cello mm. and um, with music in general. So I was looking to combine those things, and I knew, of course, that it was good, you know that that if I could pull it off, that it would be you know that it could be something that was good for my career and things like that. So there was all that in it. Um, when we when we got over there and and um, the recording sessions really had become more of just public concerts and it became clear to me that we weren't going to be able to make this recording which is you know a, a large part of what I'd set out to do and so you know I was I was um, initially frustrated by that but then you know as soon as I was able to get beyond those. Um, you know, what, what the expectations I carried into the experience, as soon as I was able to get beyond those expectations, um, what the experience brought me and how everything unfolded from that point on was so much more meaningful. And, um, I think it turned out a lot better than I had planned Yeah, or could have imagined. Sure. Sure. Now that's that's well. Listen, I, I I feel bad because we've sort of run out of time here, and we've got to move on to our next guest. But but I uh, I I just had to have you guys on our Easter uh, special, which is today, of course. So listen, here's the deal: the Strangers on the Earth will be playing at the Toronto Hot Dogs Ted Rogers Cinema for one week, beginning April 22nd. Check out the trailer, go online, and contact us, the Drew Marshall Show Facebook page. We got a couple of tickets to give away uh, to this uh, to this event, guys. I just want to congratulate you. Really, really well done. Of course, selfishly, it brought back a lot of memories for me and got me all all weepy again. So I hate I hate both of you for that. Um, <laughs> But it was it was just really well done. I can't say any, anything else other than that. So, uh, Dane, Tristan, thank you very much, and happy Easter to both of you. Thank you. Thank likewise. You. Okay, boys. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, folks. A short break, and when we come back, Brian Houston is here. No, he's not from Houston. He is from Belfast, and he's here in the studio, and will be performing live. Coming up right after this short commercial break. Stay with us. Love time, love time. 